I'm Alex Delay, and this is Vision Vibes. This story was originally broadcast on television as part of NHK World Japan's interview series, Direct Talk. July 28, 2022, was World Overshoot Day. Every year, a collection of climate organizations come together and calculate when we've used up all the resources our planet can regenerate in a single year. The data's been moving up steadily since the 1970s. By the end of 2022, we're projected to use up 1.75 Earth's worth of resources. A major reason we tax our planet so much is that our economic system is predicated on the idea of infinite growth. The more we produce and the more we consume, the stronger our economy. Environmental considerations are not part of the equation. But today's guest believes they could be. Mark von Ball is a shareholder activist. To me, that sounded like an oxymoron, like a Buddhist monk with a gambling addiction or a skydiver afraid of heights. How can you get companies to change their behavior if you're rewarding them with your investment? Turns out, the secret to Mark's success is that he's not alone. Through his organization, Follow This, he invites ordinary people to bundle together enough shares to actually have a say in company policy. He participates in the board meetings of big oil companies, where he pushes an environmentalist agenda. How effective is shareholder activism, and how does Mark see his role in saving our planet from ecological disaster? Let's join narrator Mark Halliday and find out on today's episode of Vision Vibes. Climate change is gathering pace. But the scientists say it's not too late. If the world moves quickly, it's still possible to limit the rise in global temperatures to the UN goal of 1.5 degrees. That target was set by world leaders in Paris in 2015. One of the key factors will be the role of the oil companies and the actions they take. To shift from fossil fuels to renewables. One man in the Netherlands, Mark van Baal, has a unique approach to tackling the climate crisis. He's a shareholder activist who's fighting the oil companies from the inside by tabling shareholder motions to pressure them to move more quickly. If you look at the big oil companies in the world, Exxon, Chevron, Shell, BP. They are more powerful than most governments, and they have to take the bold and brave decisions, and they have to stop drilling for more oil and gas and invest all these billions into renewable energy. And since fossil fuels are causing the majority of all CO2 emissions, they need to change. If they don't change, there's no chance at all to meet the Paris Climate Accord. And we will end up in a in a world devastated by climate change. In 2015, Van Baal gave up a career in journalism to set up the campaign group Follow This, believing that the world's six largest oil companies, known as Big Oil, could best be changed from within. He's recruited thousands of ordinary people to buy shares in oil companies. 
I realized that I would never be an influential journalist who would change big oil. I thought, who do, does big oil have to listen to? The only people they have to listen to are their shareholders. And at the end of the day, that's you and me with our savings accounts or, and our pensions uh, accounts. So I thought, I need to uh, gather shareholders, gather big institutional investors, pension funds behind the idea that big oil has to change. Um, first, I tried to approach uh, um, pension funds. They all thought it was a very sympathetic initiative, but they didn't uh, want to uh, um, uh, join. So then I concluded the only way to get this off the ground is by a grassroots organization. So I opened a website where you could buy one single share in Shell um, and send an email to the CEO of Shell with the message, Dear Ben, I'm your newest shareholder. You can change the world by shifting your investments. You have my support. And because a few hundred people uh, did that, I could go to the shareholder meeting of Shell and speak on behalf of a few hundred people. Since 2015, Van Bal has been attending the annual meetings of oil companies and, with the backing of his supporters, tabling motions with the simple aim of forcing them to commit to the goals of the Paris Agreement. A major point of contention has been the reluctance of the oil companies to address the emissions caused by the use of their products. But finally, he feels he's making progress. The impact we had that now five oil majors have reluctantly set targets to decrease all their emissions, including their product emissions, because we put the resolution on the agenda and big institutional investors started voting for it. The core of these climate resolutions is that we request the companies to set a target to cut emissions of all their impact. So not only the emissions they cause themselves, that's just 10, 15% of their impact, but most important, the emissions of the energy products they sell. That's 85% of their impact. Before we started filing these kind of resolutions, all oil majors said, the emissions of our customers is not our responsibility. Some even say, we don't know what our customers do with our products. So they docked the responsibility for that. And then it's quite easy to, to make promises in line with the Paris Climate Agreement. You say, yeah, I'm going to decrease my own emissions, um, but what my customers do with my products, uh, that's not, uh, not my responsibility, not my problem. One of Van Baal's main targets has been the Anglo-Dutch oil giant, Shell. He addressed the company's new chairman, Sir Andrew McKenzie, at its annual shareholder meeting in December 2021. Next couple of years, in your tenure, Mr. McKenzie, in your tenure, you have to take very bold and brave decisions to drive the energy transition to achieve the Paris Accord. I believe that we, what Shell does in the next that period will define a lot of progress for not just for Shell but for the rest of the world. And, and I feel it's a real privilege to being given the opportunity to, share, uh, to chair Shell at this very um, important time. We had many meetings with Shell, very uh, polite engagement meetings, as, as they call it, investor engagement, uh, confidential conversations um, about our ask and about their, uh, their strategy. Shell is convinced 
that they're doing um, enough. And we just show them the signs and tell them, uh, yeah, if you really want to be Paris aligned, if you re really want to have targets in line with the Paris Agreement, you have to uh, halve your emissions in the next decade. We think these all majors, as soon as they've taken the decision, as soon as they have the mindset that fossil fuels can be replaced by renewables, the energy transition will, be, will go very fast. But it's a matter of mindset. And in the boards of these companies, the mindset is still the only way to provide energy is with fossil fuels. In 2021, a Dutch court strengthened Van Baal's hand when it ordered Shell to cut its emissions by 45% by 2030. Support for Follow This has grown rapidly, with individuals buying shares in a number of oil giants. Uh, on our website you can buy a green share, simply by clicking this button, choosing which company you want to have a green share in. So for example BP from 10 euros. And here you just fill in your name. We are now with over 8,000 people who have one or more shares in one of these companies. And in, on behalf of them we go to the shareholder meetings, we file resolutions and we support these companies to change. So all these 8,000 people, they are green shareholders, so they are partly owner of these companies and they can ask them questions. We do that on, on their behalf. So it's really empowering for people that they, uh, that they can join this because I think many people feel, like myself, quite powerless in this global problem of climate change. Of course, you can put solar panels on your roof, you can stop eating meat, but that doesn't change anything to this huge global problem. Mark van Baal is based in the Dutch capital, Amsterdam. He was born and brought up in rural Netherlands. I was born and raised in a small town in the middle of the Netherlands, in a loving Christian family, so I was brought up with the idea that you're not on earth um, to pursue your own interests, but of the, the society at large. I followed a quite a traditional uh, path. Uh, in high school I liked mathematics and physics, so that was, I chose that subject. And I went to uh, Delft Univer University of Technology to study mechanical engineering. I became an engineer. I did my conscript time in the Navy. And then I went to work uh, for several companies um, in technical and commercial jobs. But Van Baal became disillusioned with the corporate sector and wanted to join the fight against climate change. He decided to train as a journalist. And I decided to be a climate and energy journalist because I thought, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm 36 now. Uh, I've no experience in journalism, but uh, this is a niche I can, I can be useful in because uh, there are not many journalists who, know, who understand technology and there are not many engineers who can write. Um, so I started writing about climate change and the solutions because for, right from the start, I was convinced that big oil can make or break the, the climate crisis. Van Baal gave up his career in journalism to become an activist. He has faced a tough battle persuading the oil companies to change. He says they've resisted change for too long. There's no time for a slow transition anymore. 
would have been great if these companies would have accepted their responsibilities in the 90s or in the 80s or even earlier when they knew about climate change. Some even knew in the 70s already. Um, so we could have had a very slow, gradual transition from fossil fuels to renewables. Big Oil has chosen to postpone action by uh, sowing doubt about the science of climate change. They've succeeded in that for, t for, for decades. And now we only have a very small window of opportunity to, to change. So this means today we have to make very bold and brave decisions to shift investments. And that has to be done by uh, the oil industry because uh, the fossil fuel industry is responsible for more than half of global emissions. The technology is there. That's, that's, it's very important to emphasize that wind farms, solar panels, they're, they're producing electricity that's cheaper than, um, than fossil fuel power plants. The only issue is that it's intermittent. So it's when the sun doesn't shine and the wind doesn't blow, uh, you need to store it. So storage is, 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 is the big challenge. But we have enough engineers to, uh, to solve that. Van Baal's campaign is now getting global recognition. He was recently invited to give evidence to the US Congress. If you were to believe the advertisement of Big Oil and what their executive told you last, November, uh, last October, you would think they are taking adequate action to fight the climate crisis. In reality, they are not. The goal of the congressional hearing is to make clear that big oil uh, is not part of the uh, solution yet. They all have this green advertising. They all talk about uh, being net zero by 2050, one by one, um, but they're not taking adequate action in the next decade. It's quite clear now that uh, yeah, they want change on their own accord, that there also needs to be legislation. It's, we have such a small time frame to, uh, to avert catastrophic climate change that we need everything. We need very strong legislation. And we are convinced that the pressure of shareholders is crucial. Uh, without the pressure of shareholders, they won't change. Since February 2022, the war in Ukraine and sanctions imposed on Russian oil and gas have caused a huge rise in energy prices and a search for alternative supplies. Van Baal hopes the crisis will be a catalyst for positive change. So the Russian invasion of Ukraine has made the world realize that this war is funded by fossil fuels. Half of uh, the Russian government income is fossil fuels. So that we have to make sure uh, Putin uh, doesn't have that income anymore, so that we have to, to get rid of Russian oil and gas. Um, we were in the process of getting rid of oil and gas altogether in the energy transition. So I think the only wise decision to make now is, okay, we have to replace fossil fuels anyway. Let's start with replacing fossil fuels from Russia with renewables and then uh, follow through. But it would be a big mistake to replace Russian fossil fuels by new um, Western or uh, Middle East uh, uh, oil and gas, because then we would slow down the energy transition. So, for example, car factories have to switch to electric cars as soon as possible. Other factories have to build. 
wind turbines in enormous uh, speed um, yeah, to make sure we can uh, be without uh, Russian oil and gas. Above all, Van Baal believes that we as individuals, by becoming shareholders, can force big oil to change. Shareholders are our last hope in the fight against the climate crisis. Big oil doesn't change on their own accord. And the only ones they really listen to are their shareholders. So shareholders have to step up and um, compel them and support them to change course. Shareholders and big oil are our last hope. If someone had told me that before listening to Mark's story, I'd think, that's it, we're all doomed. However, Mark demonstrated that shareholder activism is just another way of harnessing the power of the collective to steer our economy in a more sustainable direction. At the beginning of my career, I worked in government. I remember we would have deep conversations about who was doing the most important work for the climate. Is it the scientists with their predictions and models? Is it governments with regulation? Is it activists through civil engagement and political pressure? Or is it companies through their business practices? Mark's story is proof that it has to be everyone. We each have a role to play. We need companies to do better on sustainability while continuing to fuel our economy. We need governments to act hand-in-hand -hand with science in developing policies. We need activists on the streets to keep everyone accountable. There are many ways to make a difference. The only option we don't have is to do nothing. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. You can find the transcript as well as our other stories on the NHK World website. I've been Alex Delay. Join us next time for more mind-expanding insights from inspiring people on Vision Vibes. <laughs>